Where's my frappuccino? I ordered a freaking frappuccino. <laughs> I should have started this the, the episode that way, but I didn't. It's a pretty good way. <laughs> Thank you. As long as it's grande, man. Welcome back to TMBC, where we talk each and every week about things, people, events, and other things that might be cool. Yeah, pretty much anything we want to talk about, we're going to talk about whether you like it or not. Well, Absolutely. You are, I mean, actually, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My name is Jason, and I'm your host. Joining me, as always, Mr. High Speed Chase. How's it going, man? What's up? <laughs> uh, we just saw we just saw a new movie, and by new I mean like a movie that's been out for about a month now. Yeah, but it's time to see it, you know. When it's time, it's time. It's t- if it's time, it's time. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, man. <laughs> that was of course Tom Sawyer by Rush. Um, Some classic rock on the show today. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> as as per Chase's suggestion, we decided to to push the rewind button. For the last day, I have my '80s rocking long hair. Is it? Oh yeah, this is the last day. Chase. Uh, Chase Hopefully, is off if his... I don't bail, I bailed for about two years now. Really? <laughs> but no, I, I have an appointment set tomorrow. I'm going to cut off ten inches. Oh wow! And uh, give it to Deadpool because he needs a wig. That's true. He's he's got no hair anymore, and that's a shame. Yeah. If he rocks my hair wig in the next movie, I'll be very proud. <laughs> I guess I grew that hair. I guess it's true. I mean. You know, you're 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 gonna cut off the the Jared Leto locks. So, how how many inches are you taking off your hair? Only about half, which is ten inches. Which <laughs> that's, means that's my hair, long is, hair. My hair is about twenty inches right now. You could, I mean, if if you were a woman, you could do one of those photo shoots that they do, like in Sports Illustrated or something, where their hair is covering their nipples. So oh, it makes I do it that acceptable. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the time. Um, I have them somewhere. I might burn them. You just have photos like uh, hung up in your room, like a stalker. Uh, uh, stalker of myself. Stalker collage. Yeah, you're just stalking yourself. Stalk myself. I mean, hey, if, if there's nobody better to stalk, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I, don't, I, I usually know where I am, so uh, <laughs> it's pretty easy. I would say, not the most difficult. So you, task. So you got a you got a really easy task in stalking yourself. That's good, mm-hmm. man. Um, yeah, I mean, what have you been up to this last week? Before we get to uh, the movie we saw. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, not riding my dirt bike because it's been raining. And <laughs> I'm not one of those people that likes to go play in the mud. Oh, that's that's a shame, man. Like, uh, Devin. Devin loves... It's really kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They like to play in the mud. <laughs> M- me and my dad don't. We, we dodge the puddles. But these guys, they're like... They're like splashing? They love it. They're like little kids. Wow, that's the worst. Um, it's, man, it's well, been a while. Especially when they sp- spray mud on you. I bet that's on my wicked awesome gear. I don't like to get dirty on my dirt bike. No, no, not at all. I like to say perfectly clean. See that, but that not defeats the point of the dirt bike. Then it's just a bike. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got new so plastics, might as well and just... it, they're pretty. They're pretty clean. Well, yeah, but that's the point of having a dirt bike is to get it dirty. You wouldn't know. You don't have a dirt bike. That's true. But I mean, I can just I can I can tell by the name that it would imply some dirt. You know. I don't understand your reasoning. <laughs> can you elaborate? Well, so let's say, like, I don't know, for instance, let's say your name's Batman, and you dress up like a squirrel. It would kind of be, you know, no disingenuous, The proper um, analogy was if you were Batman, and it's like, oh, this Batman is crazy, and then Batman shows up, and it's just man. <laughs> That's just a man. What, why, where did the bat come from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. One time he was carrying a bat, so <laughs> turns so out Babe he, Ruth. Babe Ruth was Batman. He all was along. just going to play some baseball, but <laughs> everybody thought, like, "That's Batman. <laughs> he has a bat." That's fair, I guess. Um, it's man. It's, speaking of Devin, though, it's been a really long time since we had Devin on. Yeah, he doesn't like you. Yeah, no, oh, I can tell. No, I was supposed to tell you that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. He uh, he's very busy with other stuff. No, he hates you, dude. 
Yeah. He's very jealous of your red beard. <laughs> he grows a blonde beard and you can't even see it. It's okay, but well, but yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you have a, a beard that's not brown, and you know, like like as long as you have a beard that's not brown, you can at least have a cool pirate name. You know, Captain Blackbeard, Captain Blonde, Redbeard, Blondebeard, Captain Blondebeard. Yeah, that was in um, in Mars, Mission to Mars. Oh yeah, that's right. That was uh, that was Matt Damon. Yeah. In in The Martian, he was Captain Blondebeard. Blondebeard. Huh? See, there we go. Can I not be Brownbeard? Nah. Just doesn't no carry the same way. Doesn't carry the same way. They have Blackbeard. Yeah, they have Blackbeard because that sounds was cool. An actual pirate too. Yeah, and that sounds cool, but I don't know. Brownbeard. Brownbeard just doesn't. It doesn't carry the same. I guess. What about uh, brown mystique. with a little bit of red beard? Brown with a little bit of red beard. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's too complicated. So it doesn't flow. You know, like it doesn't it, need to flow. <laughs> it's a brown beard. Neither does progressive, but that doesn't stop them. Get it? Flow. Flow. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Progressive. When you're stuck in a rut, upside down, called Progressive 1 800 Progressive you know Insurance. Those, that dude that crashed his Subi on the way home. Oh, man. He, hopefully he has Progressive. We saw some tool that looked like he uh, decided to just like dart out in the middle of traffic. He ruined his Subi. And he was definitely <laughs> the kind of person that would drive a Subaru. A Subi. Yeah, he was standing out there like looking at it like, bro. <laughs> Bro, oh, my WRX. No. Okay, it's not a WRX, but I made it look like a WRX. It's screwed, bro. It's screwed. I don't know what to do now, man. Dang it. What am I going to do without my Forester? You know how much I paid for that muffler? <laughs> you know how much I paid they to have it They don't come stock bro? sticking three inches out the back of the car, man. <laughs> That's custom. <laughs> custom. And no, they do not originally come with pink wheels either. <laughs> custom. Yeah. It's fully customed out. And you know, I don't know. My cousin was talking about this either. Uh, it was actually years ago. <laughs> the other day, five years ago. Whatever, man. Same thing. It's all right. Keep Doesn't going. matter. It's in the past. That's true. Lion King, nineteen ninety six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is he talking about? I don't know about what car. he's saying. You know. He said changing the wheels does not make a car custom. <laughs> That's... He's like, not even a paint job would do that. Like. Real custom cars. You got to do something to the engine or the suspension. No, like, or... I don't even know what he was trying to say. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, it's I'm just true, trying though. to say if you have pink wheels, you don't have a custom car. Yeah, pink pink wheels does not a custom car make. Well, pretty much any wheels. Anyway, this this is movies. <laughs> We're talking about Cloverfield Lane that we saw about ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten. Ten Cloverfield Lane. So you liked it that much? No, that's that's what ten out of that's 10? the title. It's the title. It's Ten and Cloverfield Lane. They have like an a, address. They have a rating. No, movie? no, they don't. They don't rate the movie. They're like this is a ten. We know it. <laughs> ten. No, so it's the title. It's like an address. Yeah, like three Batman v Superman. <laughs> what? No, what are you saying? No, different. No, You're no. Rating it before you no, say no, the no, title. No, 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 no. It's that's that's the title it has the number ten in it. Oh well. <laughs> to be fair, it was a ten out of ten for me. Was it really? Yeah, and uh, I told Explain you this why. in the car, but. <laughs> I know we always we really need to mic up my car because every time we're in the car we have some sort of discussion. We're like, I say it man. perfect too. <laughs> like I'm like, man, that sounded really good. I should have recorded it. And then I try and repeat it, and it's like, uh, the, the, if you ever want to uh, get an intelligent thought out of Chase, just make sure there's no microphones around, and he'll be like, he'll be he'll be like a like a, like yeah Einstein or Tesla or something or uh, someone else smart. Someone uh, I could have <laughs> came up with something. If, you know. Anyway, um, it made me. Realize how much I didn't enjoy watching Batman v Superman as much as I thought I did. Uh huh. Um, so this is kind of a review of Batman v Superman. Can again? I guess it'll be yeah. I guess it'll be a double review. A double review. Um, let's start out with Ten Cloverfield Lane though. Yeah. Um, it had what I call the prestige effect, and okay. I only say prestige because that only applies to me. Because when I saw <laughs> the prestige, I had never seen anything. Didn't know who was in it. And when I watched the movie, everything was a surprise. Everything was brand new, and I had no idea what was going on. And it was an amazing experience. And that's what this was. Yeah. The marketing was good enough to get you interested and intrigued on what the movie actually is. Uh huh. Um, you know, good, like very suspenseful. Uh, and then the movie delivers, and you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. Super unpredictable. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I knew, and then it kept switching and changing. Just a fantastic experience for me watching the movie. Basically, that's why I'd give it a ten out of ten. I I agree with you, man. I uh, so this is the second time I saw this movie. 
Um, if you're a Savage Land listener, you probably heard a little bit of my thoughts on it a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I freaking love it. The the J.J. Abrams crew really brought it hard. I mean, he you know he produced it, but it was all just all J.J. Abrams students that made this movie basically. Um, and I think Dan Trachtenberg is is going to make some awesome movies in the future. I'm excited to see it. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this because this was pretty much his first like major film, and I mean, I don't know, like the, that kind of quality, especially. I mean, it obviously was a pretty low budget movie. You know, it had one location and a total of like five actors. Yeah, well, three main actors. Uh, all the rest yeah, were two featured. Uh, actually Bradley Cooper, who plays Ben, who's uh, <laughs> Michelle, the main character, uh, is. Her ex-husband. Ex-fiance, or husband. Yeah. I was assuming fiance. Could be fiance. I don't know. Um, but yeah. And I, yeah, I, I totally recognized his voice at the beginning. I know, of me the too. Movie. And I, I was like, that sounds like Bradley Cooper. I didn't even Because it has anything. like that Bradley Cooper squeak yeah. to it. Yeah. And then like, he was gone out of the movie before I, I remembered. And then I saw his name in the credits. And I was like, oh, yeah. I thought the same thing. And I the first time around, I didn't really stay and like pay attention to the credits. Um, then the second time, we're like, oh, huh, that's funny. Yeah. That's, that's cool though, because I was actually like, I was listening to it and I was like, this does sound like Bradley Cooper, but I wonder if it's just like the director or somebody like that that just decided to record this quick voice. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that, that is cool that he did that. I wonder who yeah. he's friends with that decided. He was amazing, amazing Ben <laughs> on the phone. He really saying, brought it hard. Please, please don't go. <laughs> Couples fight all the time. This is just a fight. Come hey. back. I mean, you babe, know. no. Babe, babe, no. Babe, no, <laughs> babe. Well, and I guess because really, they, what they probably did. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, I did put some hot rod. <laughs> what they probably did was just literally had him like call somebody's voicemail and just like leave that message. Because I mean, it was over a phone, so they didn't need good quality. Like, hey, no, it probably is. They found some old fo- uh, a recording of Bradley Cooper's voice from like his <laughs> actual girlfriend, and then he's watching the movie. He's like, oh, this looks like a good movie, and then he's like. He's in the credits. He's like, wait a minute. Well, that, that's, that, was, that was private. That was private. It's like the whole movie was just like a way to like stab back at Bradley Cooper. Like he just, he, he really made somebody mad sometimes. His ex-wife is working on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason they ever made the movie was just to, to get back at, at perennial nice guy Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they made a good movie at it, so. It's true. It worked. Yeah, no, I. Uh, How's your uh, Vente Spice <laughs> Mick um, Tootly pants drink. Wow, that was a good one. Thank you. I was trying not to be offensive. I was okay, so I came up in the tootly pants. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was thinking tutu, and it uh, came out tootly. I uh, yeah, we we on the on the way back, we stopped by Starbucks because I was just I was craving a warm drink, and uh, Chase is not a Starbucks goer, so he did not know the uh, the lingo, the lingo, the rules of Starbucks sizes. Well, I didn't because... know I had to speak three different languages to order the size of a. Uh, a grande, tall, vintage, <laughs> frappuccino. Is that is that what it is? And you got you gotta say it like this. Where is my freaking frappuccino? Okay. I ordered a frappuccino. Where's my freaking frappuccino? Um, You're wasting your talent, Randy. <laughs> wasting your talent, Randy. <laughs> Nobody knows where. <laughs> anyway, is that the song? Yeah, that was the song. The Somebody Link, says, Link well, I think, Park re- Remix. Yeah, it's Linkin Park and Jay-Z uh, Collision Dude, that Course. So is that what they call it? So good. That was a really good album. Man, we are so sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about a movie. We are. Um, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I think at this point we should probably give spoiler warning because uh, I think we'll probably be talking about a, quite a few of the plot points. And I mean, it's yeah. been out a while, so. Yeah, there was actually like uh, a total of, let's see, four people in front of us and two people behind us in the theater. Yeah. So it's been out for, well, I don't know, two weeks maybe? It's, yeah, it's, it's nearing the end of its theatrical run. And Batman's, you know, in theaters right now, so it makes sense. Yeah. Kind of sad, though, because honestly, I think it's a, a more enjoyable movie. If you're into suspense... Yeah, as far I mean, as far as a film on its own, without like the you know existing properties and being a fan of those and so freaking out over like references and stuff like that, just as a film itself, definitely way better than Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's more to get excited about for Batman. Yeah, cooler uh, action, most certainly. Definitely, and a very depressing Superman. So, so Chase and I before I guess before we get into the spoilers um, for people who haven't seen it. I think we both recommend that you see it. Um, and we've actually come up with a new grading scale for movies. Uh, we came up with it literally just barely. Um, what are we going with? 
with three three different grades. <laughs> uh, if it's a bad movie, it's a tall. If it's an okay movie, it's a it's a grande. And if it's a uh, if it's a great movie, it's a venti. Because you know that's that that grading scale makes sense. It's just I mean. They all they all make sense put next to each other, you know, and going from one to the other is very easy to tell what's next. You know what I mean? Uh sure. I mean, who 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 wouldn't know that Venti is bigger than Grande, you know? I didn't know. I didn't know that. No, Chase, you knew. You knew. Everybody knows, you know. And Tall oh, is yeah, obviously yeah. smaller than Grande and Venti is the biggest one, and so Tall of course is not bigger than Venti. I mean, that's just it's 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 simple logic. Cool. Well, what do you rate it on the Oh, definitely a Venti. I mean, come on. Oh, all right. Easy. What about you, Chase? Uh, I, I, uh, a cayete. A cayete? It doesn't have to make sense, apparently. <laughs> so I just made up another Spanish word. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that so... That means shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening to the show right now because it's... It's cool. It's definitely worth watching, and and you deserve oh, not dude, to be so, spoiled. So suspenseful because, um, spoiler alert! Right now, we're going to be getting yeah. So spoilers. if you haven't seen it, stop now, right here. Ching. Okay, uh, go for it, Chase. Yeah. So no. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? John Goodman. John Goodman. Uh, dude, amazing psycho killer. Maybe he's a good guy. I don't know because yeah. he go. It goes from like, oh, this guy's trying to help out. You know, he comes off as crazy very antisocial like Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like oh he's trying to help and then she the first thing she does after like she accepts it and like okay i gotta figure out something Uh uh-huh it's not very well thought out plan but she just pisses him off distracts him grabs the keys and runs out sees the crazy chick Mm -hmm. but yeah after you see the crazy chick then you kind of like start believing what this guy is saying yeah and it's like oh Maybe he is a good guy. They start working together as a team. Yeah, and, and then like, for like ten, for like five to ten minutes, they're like happy and everything's going well. Yeah, that's the only part you get where it's like, oh, this is you little, feel comfortable yeah. and not like nervous. And that's when so it's, it's most like, dangerous. It's like ah, uh, you get to relax a little bit, which is nice because the whole movie is you're on edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just keeps switching back and forth because I was like, he goes, he goes from Zach Galifianakis to Jack Nicholson in a heartbeat. Yeah, dude, amazing job. <laughs> yeah. And like I was like, man, this guy is doing the perfect crazy, and you don't know if he's crazy or just like kind of off because you already know he's a conspiracy theorist, yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't even know what I do in that kind of situation. Uh-huh. Like I would probably freak the crap out. Oh, definitely. I actually thought like once they got back together, I was like, okay, so what's what's the movie about now? This is all they showed in the trailer was her kind of freaking out leaving. But now they're all buddies. I'm like, there has to be a problem. There has to be something yeah. next. And I didn't know what was coming. And that was the coolest part of the movie. Definitely. Is that it was like, what what now? Like, mm. And then it goes off the rails. Yeah. And, uh, Real fast. Yeah. And, yeah. Do you, you know the <laughs> scene I'm talking about when it totally just... It's kind of a, the, a climactic scene before the, the total change. Oh, oh, so you're talking, again, spoilers... We let's stop warning people. They're gone or they're just dumb. Um, Emmett, when Emmett just gets his head blown off, dude, that that was good. That was I, great. I love how they portrayed the the gunshot because it's just like yeah. quiet, and then the loudest, you know, gunshot, boom, and then ringing because that's what happens when you shoot a gun without earmuffs, yeah, or ear protection, it's just ringing, and in a closed space, just ringing yeah. and they they did that a lot with the sound and with the focus on the camera there were a lot of scenes where like you know the sound like you can't quite hear things at first and then it sort of comes into sharpness you know as yeah. as it goes on and then same with like the focus like when she's coming up into the doorway like it's you know she starts off in the stairwell and she's super blurry out of focus and it's not until she's like right at the windowsill that her face is in focus and you can see what she's doing and like the expression and everything i think that was really i don't know it's would you classify this as like like a horror movie almost? no i think it's just a thriller yeah, like if they were to do horror movies like this, well, I, I guess horror movie means what? Like what? What classifies something as a horror instead of a thriller? I don't know because you would say I don't really know the difference. Um, the Shining is kind of a horror movie, right? Yeah, The Shining is a horror movie. I think. Yeah, about a psychotic dude. Yeah, just being crazy, and this guy is most definitely crazy. That's true. Anyway, every horror movie I've seen is completely I guess I guess awful, but horror movies almost have to like have to contain a lot of murder. Well, this has a pretty gruesome murder. 
It does have uh, one. One that's that true. we know of. There's possibly and I, it I, hints at another. They don't really. You don't really get to know what happens, and I kind of like that. It kind of gives a realism. You yeah. Know? Like she blows up the the bunker, and she'll she'll never know. So the audience doesn't get to know. Yeah. What, what really happened? You what that closure. guy's whole thing idea was? You kind of have ideas, like maybe he crashed her on purpose so he can have a girl in case uh, he gets lonely or he wants to repopulate the world because he references Noah's Ark. Uh huh. And uh, so he's like, he's thinking he's going to have to repopulate the the planet. So, and you don't really get to know. So it leaves a lot up to the imagination. Definitely. Of, like why this guy tried kidnap this girl two years ago and like. If he did crash the car on purpose, he says he crashed it, but it was an accident. Yeah, but he's still sorry. He so. said, "Yeah, he said it was an accident." But then, then when you start to see like the other girl and stuff like that, then it's like you start to believe. Okay, this guy is like he abducted her. You know? Yeah. Well, you don't know for sure. That's why it's. Yeah, it is. It is kind of ambiguous. Like it's basically it's, all you have is really like character reference to decide what he did. It gives you enough to you know get to know the character and yeah. like what's going on, but. I don't know. I kind of like that when there's not complete closure. Yeah. But just enough that like you're like, oh. Yeah, it's not like Inception style where you're like, oh, what really happened? It's it's just kind of like this thing where like there's that sort of, there's that room for a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. That is really cool. Very unique movie. Not just because at the end you find out that it is alien worms from yeah. wherever. Uh-huh. Um, which he actually says in the movie. <laughs> he does. Or no, uh, it's Emmett says, you should hear his alien infection worms theory yeah infectious alien worms theory or whatever yeah that's it and uh i just love that that first scene when he's like when he's like you know it could be the uh it could be the russians could be um north korea or whatever you know maybe and, and um if the martians manage to finally get here or something like that like well, he just like the throws first, that out casually it's like the perfect like perfect <laughs> moment the first thing you hear is just like wait it's like oh he's really and then it's martians and you're like uh, uh. wait a minute <laughs> Like, if the Martians could get here. Like, so you believe Martians exist, and you also think that they're capable of getting here. Okay. Oh, all right. That's just another reason that John Goodman <laughs> plays such a good crazy guy that you're yeah. not sure if he's actually crazy. Yeah. Because you kind of actually start to like him. Yeah, you go from, like, lovable and quirky to full crazy, and it's like it keeps going back and forth. Well, at the beginning, it's like you don't know, and then it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's just really paranoid of dying, and yeah. then... Some sort of something. Yeah. Well, I like I like how many like to build the tension. They also had so many shots that were like a slow sort of like progression of the shot. Like you know when she's first in that room. Well, and even even at the beginning, you know, it shows her like in the house running around doing things. You know, and then as she walks out the door, it's got that camera shot that shows the keys. And then as the camera kind of moves around, you see the keys are are right in front of a wedding ring sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, and the whole movie has shots like that. She's at first she's in the the basement. And, you know, it, it shows her, like, laying there. Her head's kind of bloodied or whatever. And then as the camera moves down, you see sort of like a hospital-covered blanket. And she's got an IV in her. So you're like, oh, okay, she's in the hospital. And then as she discovers it and it moves up and you look at the IV, then you see the cement walls all around and the dingy lighting and then the, the chain on her leg, you know. And so it's like mm-hmm. it's always like this thing where they sort of start off with one thing and then, you know, kind of progress into something else and reveal something along the shot. And It's like you're learning what's happening in the movie as the character does. Exactly. So it's super easy to relate. Yeah. It, it, it keeps it just like visually it allows you to track exactly what they're sort of feeling. So This is really cool. I Like I like that. And, and what's crazy is like a lot of this stuff is, is it's the kind of things that you would see out of, out of a very like experienced and tenured director. And this dude, this is his first feature. Like that, that's what blows my mind about it, is there's so many just like masterful techniques that he uses in not only just building tension, but also, you know, showing, exactly what's going on in, in every scene w- from lighting to progression of the shot, you know, like all of those different things. And it's like, this is his first feature and he's already got all these little nuanced things that, that, you know, enhance a film, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's all the like little stuff. Like when the movie started, it had, it's gotta be one of my favorite, um, movie title appearances. I don't uh-huh. know what that's called. Oh yeah. Um, it's, she's driving down the road. She's listening to the rec- uh, not recordings. It's actually Ben, but she's not saying anything. Uh-huh. And then she sees something in her mirror. Yeah, crashes her car. She starts spinning out crazy. Things get loud. Things get crazy. Hard to see. Flips off the rails, and then all of a sudden, quiet. And then the title pops up, 
and then back into chaos. Yeah. And then uh, it does it once more after she rolls down the hill like a little directed bit. Directed by. Stops. Whatever. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it had like three, three so different good. title cards that literally just stop all the noise, the action, whatever. Shows the title card. And then back into it. And then comes right back out. Like That was, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And it's just that, you know, the title um, popping up yeah. in the movie. Which you've seen like a thousand times in like every movie you've ever seen yeah yeah but nothing ever is like that so i i give major props to whoever came up with that because i thought that was it was really cool that was awesome and even the little things like you know at the the end credits how there's constantly like the line connecting each one of the credits like a lot of just the stylistic choices in that was were really cool yeah very well put together movie so totally um if you are bored and you haven't seen this movie (laughs) uh go check it out well we already spoiled the crap out of it, so... Yeah, no, they, they should have checked it out at the beginning when we told them to. Man, if they haven't checked it out this at this point, backwards. then they're just, they're just stupid. They're just absolute idiots. We should probably plan this show out, like, <laughs> like all the movies we talk about. We definitely should, but it's this, all right. Uh, this uh, podcast, this show that we're doing right now has the pacing of Batman v Superman. <laughs> Something that doesn't It really does, yeah. Our, our, pacing is, our pacing is way off right now, but that's okay. Um, I do want to look really quick at the the IMDb for this uh, for this film and see kind of like what you know the experience between because the not only the the director Dan Trachtenberg but also the writers on the film other than Damien Chazelle they're all people I've never heard of before. Um, yeah, and you've heard of everybody, right? Everybody. Um, no, but it's just I mean, for me especially like you know where I I, I want to be a writer. That's kind of like one of those things that I try to know is like writers on movies and stuff. Well, no. I, if, Every time we talk about a movie or a comic book, you know who wrote it and who the freaking artist and director is. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, okay, I don't so, know anything. So. so one of the writers, uh, so there's, there's two story credits and then three screenplay credits. Uh, the two story credits went to um, the first one to Josh Campbell, who has a lot of experience in the editorial department, um, but he has not, he hasn't written anything um, other than the last movie he or the first, the first movie he wrote was called Four Minute Mile. Um, pretty low-budget movie, nobody too major in it, um, other than, like, Kim Basinger. Um, but other than that, like, he... So he was in the editorial department on, like, Blade Two and Van Helsing, um, Chronicles of Narnia, um, and then just decided in 2014 to write Four Minute Mile and now 10 Cloverfield Lane, I guess, which is cool. Like, it's really awesome to see, you know, kind of, I guess, new blood, even though he's been in the editorial department for you know, over a decade. That's cool to see somebody sort of go into that new field and actually tell their own story. Um, the and second, nail it. totally nail it. Yeah. Um, the second credit for the story is, uh, Matthew Stukin. And I can actually kind of, okay. So his, so this is his first feature as a writer. Um, however, he was a producer on, um, a TV series called, uh, great books, and then on Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Empire, and G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra. So pretty crappy movies. Yeah. Kind of bad movies, but he was just a producer on those movies. Kinda, he wasn't a writer. Kind of bad. Just... You, can't, you can't blame him, because he was, uh, you know, he was just, uh, just a producer. Um, and then the third writer, so, on, so there's three screenplay credits, because there were two story credits and then three screenplay. The, the third screenplay credit is Damien Chazelle, now, you may not re- recognize the name, but you will probably recognize his work, um, because we've talked about it before. I can't remember if you've seen it or not, but did you see Whiplash? No, I actually have it. You have it? But I have not watched oh, it yet. Watch it. It's so good. I need J.K. To. Simmons won an Oscar for that movie. I know. And the, the screenplay, or I mean, not the screenplay, sorry, the, the score is in- absolutely incredible. Um, so he actually directed and wrote Whiplash, um, and I believe he might have... Let's see. I know he had like a kind of a hand in the soundtrack, but he didn't actually do it himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was pretty much the driving force behind Whiplash. He did a lot of the work on it. Um, and now he's uh, he's working on a film called La La Land, which is going to be uh, starring Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, and J.K. Simmons, among others. I'll watch it. Heck yeah. yeah. I like those actors. I like Emma Stone. She's great. Yeah. She's really cool. Emma Stone's amazing. Best Gwen Stacy ever, even though there's only been two. And the other one wasn't really important. <laughs> yeah. And then Dan Trachtenberg, this is his first major work. Um, as a director, he did make a, uh, a short uh, based on the video game Portal, which apparently they're working on a full-length movie for. A portal? Yeah. All right. It's yeah. called Portal No Escape. He released it in 2011. 
Um, other than that, he's mainly just been like in random camera and electrical departments, uh, miscellaneous crew, production manager, like a bunch of just all over the place, editorial department on different things. So he's just been all around filmmaking until finally directing his first uh, major film. So Cool, cool. That's way cool. Just a ton of new blood mentored by super experienced producers like J.J. Abrams, who, you know, the name speaks for itself. Um, Drew Goddard, the creator of the Daredevil TV series, as well as a producer on The Martian, um, director of the original Cloverfield movie, um, among tons of other things. I mean, he's, you know, he directed Cabin in the Woods, all sorts of other stuff. Did you like the original Cloverfield movie? I actually did. I, I So I didn't remember it super well when this movie, when 10 Cloverfield first came out. Um, but then I went back and watched it after seeing 10 Cloverfield. And I actually do like it. I didn't love the found footage. Um, but I thought the story was good. T.J. Miller was entertaining. Um, T.J. Miller's in it? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. That was since. like his first big movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time. And I've, always, I've actually only seen it once. And that's it was back when those movies were kind of popular, where they would yeah, do well, like the found footage. Yeah. And... I found it really hard to watch. It was. This was one of the first non-horror. Like Cloverfield was one of the first non-horror found footage movies. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of found footage, but I do remember the story. I do remember a lot of what was going on. Um, it's kind of hard to build, you know, tension, and a movie like this one, like 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Because you don't, you can't use a lot of things that normal movies would have to build tension and. Um, it's basically just following some guy walking through <laughs> a disaster, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's a new movie called uh, Hardcore Henry that is a very similar, not a found footage, but like it's a you're first, actually first person movie, first per- person movie, which <laughs> actually looks kind of cool as long as you can see what's going on and you don't get nauseous from moving around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting take on you know, a giant alien come crashing down. It's like if you were in Godzilla and you were running away, like what would that really be like? I think that's what they were kind of going for. Yeah, for sure. So it was very, and it it is very interesting how like just between these two films, how genre hopping this entire franchise has been. They don't seem similar at all. They don't even seem connected. No, because this one has aliens and that one had a giant Godzilla like monster. Yeah. So, well, I, I think would, like I we're even sure. So we were talking about it in the car. What I think happened is there's that scene where John Goodman says, you know, um, like their their plan of attack or whatever. When they hear what they think is helicopters overhead, he says, you know, the the first thing that they do in the invasion is take out all the population centers. You know, so giant, big, concentrated attacks where there's the heaviest population, like in New York where Cloverfield happened, and then probably L.A. and you know some other places uh, across the country. Um, and then after that, they do the ground sweeps, and that's you know where they're going in to sort of raise the rest of the population. They're going in with gas and all that stuff. Um, and so I think that's what we were seeing here is a little further past what happened in Cloverfield, where they've already taken out New York and L.A. and Chicago, the other big centers, and now they're going through and sending out sort of their smaller troops with the gas and all that to sort of weed out the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense in this movie, but uh-huh. I do remember when Cloverfield came out, at the very end... They show footage uh, before the attack or the disaster happens. The monster shows up, uh-huh. and they're on a Ferris wheel next to a huge body of water, uh-huh. and you can actually see something come out of the water yeah. beforehand. So they kind of, and I think they kind of imply, I could be wrong, but they imply that this monster has been under the water for a really long time, and now it's just Could barely be. coming out. Well, maybe all of it, all of them have been underwater for a long time, or maybe that monster was sent by... So yeah. the War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, how they planted yeah. this a very long time ago. Yeah, could be. Or, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of almost at this point an alien trope, you know, because you've got like Marvel did Secret Invasion where the Kree were planning an invasion for almost the entire lifespan of the human race. Or any of the Transformers movies. Or any of the Transformers. Because everything in the Transformers universe somehow magically... Um, <laughs> Predates hap- humans. Yeah, no, what is it? Uh, a coincidence? You know, mm. the dinosaurs were wiped out by... These guys, uh, they crashed here on the moon. They do the X Men first ago. class thing, but like on a much larger scale and way more often. What? Where X Men first class was like, like the mutants were responsible for oh, solving yeah. the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, no, everything. They're, the space <laughs> race is because of them. The pyramids are because of them. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I hate 
Eight. It's always I know I like it I like it in like one or maybe two instances, but once it becomes a pattern where it's like everything is because of these robots, it's like yeah. oh, come on. Megatron crashed there, so did the spark. Yeah. Well, I guess Megatron was after the spark. That's true. It, well, it's kind of like like in X Men. If they if they have another event like they did in Days of Future Past and in First Class, if they have another event like that in Apocalypse, I'm gonna be really pissed. Because in Days of Future Past or in uh, in First Class, it was the Cuban Missile Crisis, and then in um, Days of Future Past, it was the Kennedy assassination. You know? Oh yeah, X Men are responsible for everything weird yeah. that happens. If they, I swear, if they, if they have like something in, uh, well, I think they're done because they've just about changed history. <laughs> now that mutants are yeah. well known when Magneto moves, because I don't That's remember that any historical, actual historical historical event <laughs> where um, a giant, uh, what do you call it, stadium, uh huh, just like moves. They're like, what happened there? What you don't remember that? Oh, we'll just blame that on Magneto again. That was a that was a huge yeah, that was a huge event. Yeah, and people think 70s? it was an inside job, yeah. They're like, Who moved this? That's <laughs> the greatest prank I've ever seen. Who moved uh T- Texas Stadium? I think that's what it was. Texas, Texas Stadium? Stadium. Was that right? Or maybe it was I don't know. I don't was it in Washington? Oh, it was in Washington, DC. I don't he know. He moved it from Texas to Washington. <laughs> there we go. That's it, a long just, trip. No, it was it was it was right in front of the White House. You imagine everybody like all across, like from Texas all the way to Washington D.C., just seeing this giant stadium float like slowly over their state. I can just see. Magneto. I'll get there in a couple days. <laughs> Magneto's. Like, I wish I should have picked a closer <laughs> stadium. There's got to be a baseball stadium closer to the White it's House. Like, dude, there's one like right around the corner. This is exhausting. Are you I'm- serious? <laughs> Holy crap! It's been like a three week trip. Like, Washington D.C. is <laughs> not that geographically large, but there's a lot of population there, man. I mean, just play the odds. There's got to be a baseball stadium somewhere. I mean, you'd been better off going to Chicago. <laughs> you almost would have been, really. I remember that not making much sense anyway. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to put walls around so a stadium, and he moves it. Well, yeah, it was just so that nobody could get in and interfere. Stadiums are made to get in, though. <laughs> like, well, lots just- of people <laughs> to get in. Like, there's doors and stairways and seats for all these people to come into the stadium. <laughs> that makes no sense unless you kind of like well, it was bust like, the walls down. Well, yeah, it was like it was like the top part of the stadium. It wasn't the whole thing. It was just like the top half of the stadium. I thought it was the whole thing where there's no entrances. So, I mean, they still managed <laughs> to kind of get through because when he dropped it on the ground, he cracked a lot of the walls on it. So, I mean, I mean that doesn't. I mean, I know scientifically <laughs> mutants can't move stuff, but like if you were able to, I don't think that would actually work. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, you'd pick it up and it'd just crumble, and you'd be like, oh, frick. I just made a mess. I'm sorry. I was trying to move it to DC. Like, well, you just destroyed our stadium. Yeah, I mean, the in reality, is dead. <laughs> Thanks. We like Joe. In reality, he'd probably just be carrying like a giant cage of rebar. Like, all the cement would have just crackled and like fallen <laughs> off. Especially on the long journey from Texas to Washington, D.C. <laughs> he gets in and he's got a bunch of medals. Like, what? what is it? What would you get this? It was a stadium. Are you freaking serious? This, this was, was a stadium? It, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore. I mean, I was trying to make this castle. Why, why would wall. you do that? That doesn't make sense. I just thought it would be cool. What? I wanted to make what a dramatic ent- ex- entrance. Why wouldn't you just get like a, like a freeway? Free, freeway? I don't know. Same thing. Probably well, break anyway. But, I mean, why, like, why a stadium? He could have just grabbed like a giant train, just wrapped <laughs> it all the way around. That, that see, that would have been smart, more believable because trains are all metal. Yeah, well, and then he connects it. What he does is he picks up the whole train and then wraps it like a belt, like puts it, puts together the linkage yeah, from the to move car- and caboose in the front. And yeah, hooked together. That would have been easy, and he could I mean, have even like used it as a weapon. Though. He could have like you know uh, uh, lassoed the train, you know, and then like any time a helicopter came in, just use the train and like whip it against the helicopters. If you had enough train pieces or whatever they're called, yeah. you could just like uh, you know shoot one off. Box somewhere. cars? Yeah, no, it'd Box be a, cars, it'd be yeah. a really efficient weapon. Actually, man, Magneto's an idiot. Yeah, he's not the brightest. Seriously, he got pinned for the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I guess yeah, really. I mean, he I, he probably would have killed Nixon if if he had if he had uh, been able to. Or no, was he? He wasn't trying to kill Nixon. He was trying to kill uh, Mystique. He probably would have killed her if if he had a train. He was trying to kill Trask. Oh, that's right. He was trying to kill Trask. Yeah. Wait. Dun-dun. Oh, yes, he was. Okay. I like the music. It makes it seem like something dramatic's going on. Yeah, this is the Mad Max soundtrack. Is it? Yeah. Here, take a listen. Oh, man, that's really bad quality. Staticky. Very staticky. I, I don't have my normal soundboard today, so it's uh, not quite as 
effective. Listen to that just, build. Just, just listen for a second. Just listen. It's the rig extended version. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's like, all right, this podcast just got boring. <laughs> They're just listening <laughs> to soundtracks. Welcome to the Film Score podcast where we're listening to film scores all day. Go! <laughs> Here's um, another one by Hans Zimmer. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. Listen to the subtle violins in the background. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Chase, is there uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about with the uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? Uh, I think we've pretty much covered all the bases. You know, we talked about what we thought was cool. All the rebel bases. Um, scored it a perfect venti out of venti. <laughs> a perfect venti out of venti. Uh, venti. Yeah. <laughs> is there? I, I think so. First of all, I do want to say that every actor in this. Uh, all three of them. Yeah, all three of them in this movie. Give phenomenal performances. Like uh, Emmett wasn't really. Every time you say Emmett, my sister has a demon dog named Emmett. <laughs> One of those little fluffy Pomeranians. Uh, and every time I hear Emmett, it's always like, oh, I hate that stupid rat. <laughs> Barks all the time. He's crazy. Well, the actor that played Emmett, I thought was uh, was. Oh awesome. yeah, no, that guy was cool. Yeah, he was great. Definitely not the devil. Yeah. Not like that dog. <laughs> Well, Chase, uh, should, we, should we bring it on into some things from the internet? You got some ready? Oh, I got some things from the internet. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Feel that? No. Oh, yeah. What happened to the 80s rock, man? <laughs> I mean, that was a good song, but I feel like we should keep it on theme. I guess we could have. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I, I was on the fly, like, okay, I got to find some transition music really quick. But that's that's what I did. Unprofessional. <laughs> just kidding, man. It's a good song. It's a good song. You for, you're forgiven. Chase. I guess. The residents in Massachusetts need a warning. All right? Enough is totally. enough. Enough is enough. For real, man. And the citizens need to be protected. Yeah. Okay? Totally. I mean, freaking protection. It's becoming an epidemic, Chase. Oh, yeah. Out in Massachusetts, massive epidemic, you know. Totally. And, I and couldn't agree more. The police have thus far been at a loss for what to do about all of these yeah. strangers yeah, totally. challenging random people to rap battles. Totally. I mean, it's totally <laughs> unacceptable. Who do they think they are? Yeah, who who do they think they are, Chase? I don't know, Jay-Z, maybe? They think they're Jay-Z? I mean, that might be it. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I guess Start. maybe they think they're maybe they think they're uh, Jimmy Rabbit. Oh, wait, you haven't seen 8 Mile. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I understand that reference. So, this is a very brief piece of news, but in Charleston, Massachusetts, uh, police are warning residents... To be on the lookout for men challenging passersby to rap battles, Charlton police told WCVB-TV, that is a hell of an acronym, that a black SUV containing a group of men in their late teens or early 20s pulled up next to three teenage boys Saturday afternoon. One of the men got out of the vehicle and started rapping, Chase. Started rapping. The other men asked the teens if they wanted to spit some bars with them. And I mean, that's street lingo. That is that is street antagonistic, lingo. aggressive language. What does it mean? Spit some bars. Who knows what that means? It probably means drugs. You know? Oh, is that what the kids are calling it these yeah. days? Yeah. You want to spit some drugs, Chase? It's probably what bars mean. They probably mean bars of drug. Well, usually when you do drugs, you don't spit it. You take it in. No. And then maybe if you like that tastes you gross, s- I was supposed to snort that cocaine. <laughs> then you spit it out. That would make sense. No, Chase, you spit the bars of, of, of drug, the marijuana bars, you know, the, 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 the mushroom bars and the LSD bars. Have you been spitting some bars? <laughs> hey, man, you guys want to go spit some bars? What does that even mean? Uh, drugs, basically. <laughs> basically, we're going to go do some drugs. But so here's, here's where the story gets really, really scary, Chase. And this, I think this is why... I already sounds terrifying. It does. And I think this, this really is the point where the police went, okay, we've got to step in and start warning citizens. Because 
when the boys declined to spit some bars, do you want to know what the men did? You want to know what these these antagonizing, rap-battling hoodlums did, Chase? Uh, they got in their van and left. They got in their van and left. Did they really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That's it. Man. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> now, here, and here's what police say. It doesn't appear to be an attempted abduction. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. But... Did they try to take you? No. All right. Obviously, it was not an abduction. Case Sarge! <laughs> Captain, Captain, Captain. Quick. We need to interview these guys. So, so I, I talked to them, and, and I asked. I said, did this seem to be an ab- attempted abduction? And they said no. So, so we got to the bottom of it, Captain. <laughs> we got it. I, I cracked the case. So what were they trying to do? Well, other than uh, the rap battle, I think nothing. I think they, w- they just wanted a rap battle, and that was it. Yeah. They said no, and they left. So I get- I'm assuming they went to find some other victims to their, uh, to their scheme. Suggestion. These kids were probably too privy to their plans. <laughs> three kids. They scared them. <laughs> three kids sitting in a van going, are you freaking kidding this is on the news, man. <laughs> well, so here's the thing is that although, you know, it didn't appear to be an attempted abduction, the boys were frightened. They were genuinely frightened, Chase. So they got out and started rapping. What were they rapping about? Something offensive? It doesn't say. I mean, who's to, who's, who's to say? Who knows? That's, uh, that's, that's, probably. I mean, maybe they were rapping about like, I'm going to abduct you. I'm going <laughs> to abduct you. I'm going to abduct you. And, and then disrupt gonna... you. <laughs> and chew. I'm not a whole, I'm not a very good rapper. <laughs> Me neither. Freestyle, no. no. I can memorize other people's. Well, Actually, so... I'm not even very good at that. I already showed my amazing rap skills. Hey, that was, that was pretty good. As long as you got the lyrics written down, fast you can, as can do it. Talking as fast as I can. Don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't know where I'm going. All I know is I'm just flowing. Headed to the club. <laughs> the movies rolling are on your no, dubs. Going to the theater where the movies are shown. <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I'm not in pain because it was actually a good movie. <laughs> Chase, you better be careful who you do that around because uh, you might frighten some people. I know, and they might think that you're not planning on abducting them. <laughs> this, that, that's how my rap battles would go. Um. Uh, 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 wait, hold on, hold see. on, hold on. What rhymes with douchebag? <laughs> Sandbag. Oh, wait, I can't use bag twice. Bag. Hey, hold, re- re- rewind, rewind. <laughs> I'm going to gag you with a rag, you freaking douchebag. <laughs> oh, that's very violent. I did not see that coming. Yeah, that was... Uh, Chase, you, you took it a little too far there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyone with information is being asked to contact the police. They, they want to get to the bottom of this case. And I'm sure they got top men on it. I mean, they probably... You know, they probably had their, their number one detective. And obviously... We called in a professional. We have Eminem. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's going around undercover, like, trying to exploit, like, Hey, you guys got any vans? Because I'm really feeling like spitting some bars right now. Is that Eminem? <laughs> Stop! Ross! Eminem! I guess... I, I mean, I guess... No, do, just, do any of us have a van? He goes undercover pretending to be, like, some victim. <laughs> and then uh, they pull out, they come out, and they're like, Hey... You want to rap? And he goes, what? Throws his hood off and starts freestyling against him. Run! He defeats him in like an 80s after school special style music battle. He like just goes full on Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. I never watched His hair becomes even more blonde. Oh! (laughs) Oh, man. And Chase, I think think I've got a little bit of a clue as to why this caused such a stir. We see Charlton. So you don't have the case now. You have the clue? (laughs) I have a clue. Well, I just I have a clue as to why it caused blues concern. Clue? I don't know who did it. We just figured out blues clues. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a voice. That's like the first voice impression I ever learned was blue from blues clues. <laughs> Spent some time on that. I really did. Obviously. I watched a lot of blues clues as a kid. Um, I actually did too. My my mom babysat these little kids. Oh, yeah? And I always figured out all those stupid blue schools. <laughs> I'm like, this is so easy. These kids are so dumb. Come on, seriously. It's, tur- it's right there. Turn it's right in around front of you. and buy another sweater because you can't <laughs> wear that every day. Well, the second guy did after Steve left because of his cocaine addiction. Um, he he had many... He, uh, he didn't leave for cocaine. He left he? because he was getting old and he was balding. So oh, was like, that all right, that's not cool. <laughs> 
Or that's what I heard from the guy. I don't know. I, I, I heard it was a cocaine addiction, but then again, I, I don't know I who my source too. was on that. Um, but so I think the reason that this caused such a stir chase is uh, that Charlton, Massachusetts, according to Charlton's own website, is one of the 50 safest states in Massachusetts, or 50 safest cities in Massachusetts. Which, I mean, really, if you think about it, like, that's not saying a ton. I mean, how many cities are there in Massachusetts? 50 safest? It's one of the 50 safest. States in the United States? No, in Massachusetts. (laughs) Oh, yeah, in in this in the single state, let's let's find out how many states are in or how many cities are in Massachusetts. Well, probably a lot. How many cities? I mean, large cities. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess it depends on what you count as a city. So or, it's it's very safe, right? It's a very safe place. Obviously, if it's it? one of the top fifty. Um, but how many? Let's see here. Okay. Yeah. See, it's not that big of a brag. There are 312 towns and 39 cities spread across 14 counties. I mean, it's like, you know, top 10, I guess. I don't know. No, but like, that's Yeah, that's like in the top 20%. Wait a minute. So is this like like one of these like sheltered uh, white kid neighborhoods? That's what it feels and like. And like <laughs> some black rappers. He's probably black. They just like scared the living crap. Out of these, you know, racist... Out of, the, out of these white privileged uh, little youngsters walking home from private school? Yeah. Like, <gasps> <gasps> His hat's on backwards! <laughs> you can't do that! It had a sports team logo on it, and it wasn't any tennis club I recognized. <laughs> it said, L.A., this is Massachusetts! <laughs> he said, West Coast, I don't know what that means! <laughs> he held up a gang sign. He just held up all fingers and waved them. <laughs> there must be some kind of sort of gang. I don't know what gang that is. Yeah, it's a very. That's like, what, it, that's what like, it's coming off cross as. Yeah, and this feels like like just a bunch of kids in high school. Like, man, we should go do something fun. What should we do? I don't know. Let's let's go challenge kids to rap battles. <laughs> like, that's probably it's not like I doubt that's even a crime. Like disturbing the peace. We maybe? got the sickest beats around. We got to show everybody. <laughs> I want to know. I want to make sure I'm the best rapper in one of the fifty is bestest, fifty safest states. Fifty cities. safest states. I want fifty to be safest the, cities. Cities. I want to be the best rapper. I'm not very good <laughs> at saying words, which okay, is I kind keep of saying what rappers states. do. Exactly. Sorry. They say words weirdly. Sorry. I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm trying to be Eminem. It's I'm trying to start work. your career. It's not working out for me. That sucks, man. I think you'll get there though. Um, Thanks. It's always <laughs> nice having someone believing in me. Totally. I, I just I want to picture these kids having like the Ninja Turtles van, you know, like they just got giant speakers on it, and so they roll up. Some dude jumps out. He's got two mics, and he's just like blaring over one of the over one of the speakers, and like hands the other kid a mic, like to challenge him to the rap battle. And then when the kids decline, they just like roll up their cords really quick and jump on. Like the the doors aren't like still aren't quite closed as they're taking off, and they just, just close it. The cords like zip up like one of those. <laughs> yeah, he like car, the he pulls zippers. on it and it retracts. Zip. <laughs> We're out. Peace. He's like holding on to the back, like the ladder on the back of the van, like a freaking fire truck person or whatever. It'd be awesome. You're 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 making you're like idolizing these people right now. You're you're making them seem out to be like way cooler than they probably are. They're like they they're almost like a superhero team at this point. You know, just like three dudes in their turtle mobile. They got that old style van with like the ladder on the back and there's speakers all over inside the van. And when they stop, they just pull open the doors and their retractable microphones and busted out you know yeah and when i was trying leave, to come up with a name but i came up with their slogan <laughs> what's their slogan is uh they get out to challenge their victims and they go rap or crap it's <laughs> either you rap or we scare the crap out of you ah <laughs> 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 oh, we got a crapper <laughs> you ain't no rapper oh snapper <laughs> get it because it rhymed, it rhymed with what you said, yeah. I think we're done with this whole rap thing. Yeah, probably. Um, we are not rappers. <laughs> not we are not rappers, Chase. Coming up with raps. Um, we'll finish today off with uh, with a few little uh, bits of news. Um, nothing too major. There's uh, So the new Mutants movie that uh, they've been talking about over at Fox for a little while is going to have a uh, a young adult vibe and may involve... Some characters from other Fox franchises that we uh, might recognize. 
Now, Chase, is there a young adult mutant that you would recognize from a recent Fox property that you would like to see in another movie? Well, I'm going to have to say Negasonic. Negasonic. She's got a cool name. There's a, there's a bit of a hint there that uh, Negasonic might be showing up in the new Mutants movie. So. It would make sense. She's like, she would be like the Tony Stark of the new Mutants. Yeah, right? exactly. Like the original. Just bringing, the one just bringing them together. That started it. The one. The OG. That, yeah, the cool one. Um, I guess. <laughs> so in some other news. And for being a bald chick, she can pull that off. Not a bald, but like buzz cut. Yeah. I I agree with you. She looks really good with the buzz cut. Um, so Legends of Tomorrow has uh, has cast a new actor in a role that fans will love. A fun character in a role that fans will love. Fun character. Yeah. What what character do you think that might be, Chase? Fun character from DC Universe that fans will love that we haven't seen before. Not in that show. Is it a superhero? Superhero. Oh, it, it's from a different show, right? We've seen the character in the CW-verse. No. No? It's a, it's a new actor cast in a new role to this universe, but it's a DC character that fans will love. A fun one. Elastaman. Elastaman. That's a superhero, You mean right? Plastic Man? Plastic Man. Sure. Um, no. I, so Rubber Band Man. I don't think it'll be him. Um, but I do think that it may be Booster Gold. Booster Gold, eh? Yeah, good old Booster. What's he doing? Just running around, being crazy? I mean, he's a time traveler. That's cool. So, I mean, I could see him easily playing into this movie. The movie about time travel? I mean, Or, I, I mean, the TV, the show, TV about show about time travel, yeah. Who's, um, who's the actor? The actor, I don't recognize him. Um, let's see here. He was... Uh, Is he me. like a typical CW yeah. actor? Like, probably a lot better looking than he is than an actor. Yeah, so his name is is uh, Patrick J. Adams. Um, he's actually less handsome than you would expect out of the CW. Like he looks more like a regular guy than the CW, um, but he's still a pretty handsome guy. So does he look like Rip Hunter? Does not look like Rip Hunter because he is he's, he's not that great looking. No, he's very he's very uh, well. Never mind. I won't say that because it'll make me sound like I hate a certain nationality, and I don't. Um, <laughs> Uh, in other news, Bradley Cooper has joined Max Landis's uh, underwater sci-fi film Deeper. Um, no idea what it is. It's the first time hearing about it, but I think Max Landis is a pretty good writer, and I think Bradley Cooper is a pretty good actor. So deeper. that's sweet. I can deeper. only assume they're going to be going deeper underwater <laughs> than ever thought possible. Find exactly. Something, something so like that. Deep. That it's deep. Deepest bluest. My hat is like deep, a shark's fin. Deep black. So deep, <laughs> the, the sky and the water doesn't reflect, and all you see is black. Oh, wow. That is deep. I don't know if that actually happens, but I think I saw it on Shark Week, so <laughs> I'll go with it. Um, okay, Chase, uh, and there's also some Suicide Squad news this week. Do you know what that is? Yeah, they're spending tens of millions of dollars to make Suicide Squad more fun. Because it worked fun. for Daredevil in 2003, trying to make it seem more like the Spider-Man film that came out, and how well did that work out? It did not. It did not work out very well. I, no. This this feels like a move that's like it's going to be released theatrically, and people aren't going to love it, and then it's going to get a director's cut that people are like, "Wow, that's actually really cool." That was really good. The yeah. original vision for this movie that they planned out for over a year in advance is way better than what they kind of switched up at the end and tried to make it a little bit more fun with some really dumb jokes <laughs> and some obvious um, costume changes that you know every time a freaking rewrite was done, you can see it. it Fantastic like <laughs> Four. I'm talking about that freaking wig. I'm sorry. I just kind of raged for a second. <laughs> It's all right. I was, I was like, wow, this is coming from somewhere oddly specific. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I just yeah. go off on rants all the time. So I think it's because of the combination of the reaction to Deadpool and the uh, reaction to Batman v Superman. D- Warner Brothers and DC are going, okay, we should probably infuse a little more fun to this, especially because the trailer that people really reacted to was the trailer that seemed a lot more fun than probably what the movie actually is. So let's give it a little bit of a switch up. Um, which is, I mean, I'm okay with it, but it, I think it depends on how drastically they're changing things. 
I'm, I'm hoping it's just a few reshoots, like a few little scenes injected into it. Well, reshoots are part of every uh, shoot. Yep, every uh, movie has them. tens of millions of dollars. That's a lot of money for reshoots. That is a lot of money for reshoots. So, I, I don't know. Shit. I'm kind of skeptical <laughs> because of... You, you saw Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, yes, I did. I know. You did. And I liked We it. all did. I, I liked... I liked like three I, I liked two thirds of the movie yeah but you could tell every part that was a reshoot you could yeah, see it absolutely not just because of the wig but just because the total tone yeah. change and the total one something it was off you could just tell everything I hated about that movie was obviously a reshoot yeah so I don't know so it could work it could not now yeah. I'm a little scared for Suicide Squad um, apparently it wasn't as funny as we thought and I'm, it's definitely coming from the reactions of people after seeing Batman to be Superman saying, oh my gosh, that was so serious. Yeah. You do realize these are comic book characters. And yeah. You need to have a little bit more fun with it. Even though you want to, you know, differentiate yourself. I use differentiate a lot. That's all right. Is that the correct word? Is yeah. that an actual word? No, that's a word. All right, cool. I'll use it more. <laughs> yeah. No, they're trying to, you know, be different than Marvel. Yeah. And the way they thought they could do that is go the completely different direction so much that they're not going to incorporate anything that Marvel incorporates. You know, mm-hmm. fun, comedy, yeah. um, colors. Lightheartedness, colors. Yeah, so they're like, everything that has, we're not using any of it. We've got to take all the filters off our camera lenses, guys. Let's just actually show what the costumes look like instead of putting a brown filter over all of it. Um, yeah, well... In uh, on the side of uh, of the DC Warner Brothers properties that are doing a really good job, um, and uh, again, I, I actually and I'm I've got a video that's uh, going to be released here in a couple days about some final thoughts on Batman v Superman because I'm actually a little more positive on it than I initially was, um, but there is a, a, a side of the DC universe that's been doing a really great job, Chase, with uh, with all of their properties, and it's not the animated universe though they have been doing a bang up job. Uh, it's the TV universe. Well, they've been rocking it for four years, dude. They have. And uh, the newest addition to the uh, TV universe could be adding something pretty huge to its second season. Are you, obviously, you'll be talking Legends. Actually, no. Supergirl is newer than Legends. Oh, that's not the CW-verse. No, it's, but it's, I mean, it's DC's TV universe. And it's still kind of connected because it's in an alternate Earth now that they had the crossover. Right. You know, I mean, if Zoom is part of that universe, then so is Supergirl. So, um, what, what they're just gonna add like Superboy? Exactly. The second season could be involving Superboy and Cadmus Labs, which means a that it could involve the death of Superman, which would be interesting, um, because then Supergirl becomes the most powerful person on the planet. But also, just the fact that involving Superboy and Project Cadmus is awesome. I'm super stoked about that. Superboy is one of my favorite characters from DC Comics. Superboy? Absolutely Superboy. Um, I didn't like him initially, but he's grown on me. I liked him in the Young Justice TV show. Mm-hmm. Seems like a cool guy. I liked him pretty well in Young Justice. I loved him in Jeff John's Teen Titans. Um, That's right. I like, I like the whole you know clone of Lex Luthor and Superman and having to deal with those two halves of himself like that. Internal conflict that he has and also wanting to be different from Superman but also live up to the yes that he wears on his chest. Like, he's, I don't know. He's always been a really interesting character to me. Um, but that's the rumor is that season two of Supergirl, should it be renewed, would, uh, would explore Project Cadmus. Sounds like it's doing pretty good. It does. Um, I mean, even if it fails, CW will probably just pick it up. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it, it does seem like the, uh, the second season getting renewed does hinge on how well the... Uh, um, the the ratings are or how how good the ratings are on the Flash and Supergirl crossover episode. I think they were looking at that as like, okay, this is the sort of measure of how well this show can do, you know? How many people we can get to tune in for this crossover with the Flash, which is one of the most successful shows on TV. If we get enough people to tune in, then okay, we'll renew it. If if not enough people tune in for that, you know, for the one of the biggest crossovers we've ever had on TV, then Sorry, you know. So mm. I, I really hope that that does well, and I'm actually going to be uh, watching that crossover tonight. Um, and I, I've got uh, I've got some high hopes. Um, last bit of news, though, Chase. There was a movie this year, or last yeah, last year, sci-fi movie about space travel um, that I really loved. Directed by a legendary director, acted by a legendary actor, um, and written by a really great writer. Star Wars. 
No. That's in space. I'm pretty. It's sure. not about space travel, though. What Interstellar? Nope, that was two years ago. Um. We talked about it earlier today. What? Yep. Space. Space. Star Trek. Nope, that didn't come out last year. Space time continuum. That's not even a movie. Back to the Future. That's a Back to the Future reference, and Back to the Future did not come out last year. Ah. The Martian. Oh, yeah. We'll be getting an extended edition um, sooner than you might expect as well. Uh, Apparently, they are working on a version of the film um, that would uh, include a lot more um, of these scenes that uh, that were cut out due to runtime, a lot of the scenes that were originally in the book. And so for people who are, you know, big Martian fans from the book, myself included, might get a little more appeased by seeing uh, more of Mark Watney's uh, troubles and, and tribulations along the journey getting back to Earth. Um, so that's something that, uh, that they're saying is in the works and could possibly be coming um, within the next uh, few months here. They are not being definitive with the date, but I'm excited about that because I, I think I watched Martian like five times in the theater and I've read it twice. I'll watch the crap out of an extended Martian. And it's going to be rated R due to the success of <laughs> Deadpool. And they're going to be adding scenes to lighten up the mood and yeah. make it even funnier. But they'll also be adding more violence. More violence. And blood. More nudity. Sexual references. He's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and colors. A lot more color to the uh, red planet of Mars. Yeah. More action sequences with him jumping around fighting off. There's going to be Martians, I believe. Martian yeah, they'll Man probably Hunter. have Martians. Martian Manhunter is uh, said to John Jones make an appearance. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a rumor though. But I mean, he is from Mars. So it's true. We'll it see what sense. happens. Yeah, and they're doing reshoots to, to kind of lighten it up too. So, so it's um, gonna be great. <laughs> uh, as always, and for those uh, new listeners, be sure to follow us on any social network. Chase, where can they find us on any social network? Uh, that might be cool. There you go. Find us at time. That Might Be Cool. And uh, be sure to uh, rate and review and subscribe to our iTunes feed or whichever podcast Please give us a vente out of vente. <laughs> um, and also look for our YouTube channel. Uh, if you search TMBC or That Might Be Cool in uh, YouTube, you'll find us. We don't have quite enough subscribers yet to be able to change our URL, but you can help us get there. So let's, uh, let's shoot for the stars, right? Um, we got some more videos. Uh, we're right now we're on a goal of a video a week, and so uh, hopefully we'll be able to to keep accomplishing that. But is there anything else you want to say to these folks, Chase, before we uh, send this nice ship a sailing? Yeah. <laughs>